Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on, man? Nothing, nothing. What's going on with you? Uh, nothing, nothing. What's going on with you? I'm getting ready to head on to Philly next month. and uh, Are you going there like on a mission trip or something? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I they have an abundance of cheesesteak. Yeah, and I am going to go take care of that. Okay, so they need some help getting rid of all of the cheesesteak that's yes. washed up on the shore. It, no, yeah, it's just it's all over the city. It's mainly in food trucks. Okay, uh, and I need to go and how are these help people supposed with... to use their food trucks if they're filled with those cheesesteaks? That's why I'm going to go. Okay, that's this is the Lord has called me. Okay, he has gifted me. All right, do you need support, man? Because we'll 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 get. I the... need that, and right, I well, believe I'll... after that, uh, the Lord's calling me to Hawaii. Okay. Uh, there are some beaches that need a towel. Okay. Spread out. Right. And someone to suntan. Just someone? I feel like God's gifted me in this area. Okay, you you are good at laying out in the sun. And yeah, I'm like a like a beached whale. Jimmy soaking up. Wait, what what, what, Jim, who do, what, what are those things? Whale? Oh, not whales. Seals? Aren't they seals? Oh, don't seals? You're more sunbathe? like a manatee. I, a I, man- I, what? Yeah. Google it. So. Um, Jimmy is good at laying out because he just lays out there and that uh, that skin just soaks nope. up the sun. Yep. He yep. Loves enough. It. All right. Enough. And you do enough. it. Enough. Without a shirt enough. on. Enough. But you wear. Enough. Enough. Spandex. Dang it. Stop you, it. You do. Uh, nothing's up with me, man. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. We were talking about it earlier. I think I'm not uh, I'm not sleeping well at night, and I've had nightmares. Like the, no, no, I had a weird dream and then a nightmare last night. Yeah, last tell night me about I had it. A nightmare. Tell us about uh, it. It's not going. No, tell us about it. Come on. All right. So was I in it? Because I've had dreams. No. Okay. So everything life is the same. Everything is as it is right now. Mm-hmm. But then um, this tire shop. Uh, like was it the one that you worked at as a kid? It was. It was. Yes. It was. See, very this is how like much that. I know you. Okay. Go. So this tire shop offered me a job, uh-huh. and I would work there, and uh-huh. they would pay me ninety thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, to be like the, not even like the manager, just like a guy working in a tire shop. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was really mad that I was making ninety thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. While being a pastor. Oh. At the same time. So you're doing both. I was doing both, and then my wife got on there as well because we got to make the money. Oh yeah, she got on like where? I didn't want to at the like, tire shop. She so got a job. She was working at the tire shop after me. You were working at the tire shop right. as a manager, so it was nepotism. You hired your no, no, wife. no. I didn't hire her. You had to. Nope. You were the manager. I said I wasn't the manager. Oh, Pay attention to my dream. No, what, 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 no, what I was just you? like a tire buster. You said manager. No, I said I wasn't the manager or anything. Oh, okay. go back and listen to it. All right, so so she gets on, but there's like this initiation, mm-hmm. and when you get hired, you have to kind of wrestle fight but not too seriously you gotta you gotta fight this guy on a car lift so let's get this straight hold on stop uh your dream was you got you and your wife got hired at the tire shop that you worked at as a kid suburban tire suburban tire uh it pays ninety thousand a year yeah it's pretty good pretty good (laughs) initiation is you have to wrestle a dude Gotta like, kind of fight him. Do you not feel like there's a little Freudian no no issue? like no, yeah, I'm no, just throwing this out no, there. I mean, who dreams about wrestling That's other what, men? I, well, I didn't do it though. 
I, I could never happen to me. So I look over there. So wait, so you didn't, you did not wrestle the guy, and not in the dream. You Maybe were I didn't. unable to to wrestle. No, no, I think that guy probably knew that I was tough, you know, because I've got experience fighting and all that. So, anyways, uh, all I know is like there's a big crowd of people, and I'm like, uh-huh. what's going on? And I go and I look over, and there's a, a car lift uh, that's rising up out of the crowd, and mm-hmm. on it is my tiny wife and this big Ophi tire buster. And he starts like manhandling her and wrestling her and like throwing her around on this thing. You know, she could fall off and hurt herself. So I'm getting kind of mad. Mm. And uh, and so they're fighting. So wait, you're you're getting kind of mad. I'm a little mad. There's, an, right there's a guy yeah. wrestling your wife, manhandling your wife. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're the way you describe it is, I was perturbed. I was kind of mad. I was perturbed. Well, there's two things. Number one, my wife is dangerous. I'm not. My wife will take out a lot of dudes. She can fight. Number two. Um, it was a dream, and you know you don't think right in your dreams. Mm. You don't. You're not thinking right. So, um, so she starts throwing like uh, s- s- jabs, 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 crosses, hooks. Yeah. Like she starts uppercuts, uppercuts. Yep, she's doing it all. Dang. But he's like a master. He's like a master. He's like a sensei. He's like an eighth degree black belt. So hold on. He's an eighth degree black belt that works at a tire shop that is there for the initiation of fighting the new recruits. On that, a tire. That's the dream. Oh my, it was my super God. stressful, dude. <laughs> super stressful. All right. Did Jen win? I don't remember. I think I woke up or something. Oh. But anyway. Okay. All right. Well, so. Nobody cares. We talk about that whole thing. That was so good. All right. It, it tells us a little bit about you. No. That's, that, the dreams don't tell. No. It, All right. Listen. It told even, us about you. Do you remember what we read uh, not too long ago when we did a podcast on Holy Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. All right. What did Homeboy say? Scudder. He said, when you're going to bed, Mm -hmm. you want to fill your mind with godly things because it'll make your dreams more infrequent or more pleasant. And and this was neither. uh, Like it wasn't. wasn't, I I was definitely not thinking holy things when I went to bed, obviously. Okay. So what? Okay. Now let's get back to that then. So the dreams doesn't tell you anything you, about you yourself. To, what did you listen to, or what did you, or what did you watch before you went to bed? That doesn't matter. Yes, it just, does, it and that's matter. why that look on your face when I asked that question. I'm just, you can't see the look on Joe's face when I asked that because <laughs> I caught him. What were you listening to, or what were you watching last night? Well, I could probably just bring it up. Bring it up. I want it as long as it's appropriate. All right. Well, no, I don't listen to anything inappropriate. No, I don't. But I'm talking. But sometimes you, you will kind of. No, I don't. I don't. I don't it's not inappropriate. I'm not afraid to tell people what I listen to or what I know, movies but I watch. Something, you know. Right, no, hang on. Hang on. Stitcher. I, I use the Stitcher. Stitcher. You, you use the Stitcher. Okay. App. I was listening to the No Sleep podcast. Okay. So wait a minute. Which is a listening? horror fiction podcast. Yeah. It's pretty good. And you wonder why. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about the thing? Sleep. I'm just concerned about your your. Like, Don't get well, legalistic on me. I'm just saying, that's it. You know, you cannot be listening to these things before you go to bed. It's obviously not healthy for you. It's obviously not good for you. And it's obviously not useful in helping you sleep at night and mm-hmm. have a good right. rest in the morning. You just need to stop it. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Phil. Um, and I am I not... wish I was Dr. Phil. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, he is tall. Bald. Ugly. Oh, no, never mind. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah. I no, can't do it. That that you lost me at bald. So what are we going to talk about, Jimmy? Legalism. We are going to be talking about legalism. Finally. Jeez. Finally? What do you mean There's finally? A whole long intro. How long was that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. All I know is down. you told us a story that proves you need to stop listening to some of the things you oh, listen man. to. Things I, I, I've been telling you these things. I've been saying I, you got to stop I, doing I, this. I stop and listen to that stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, you do what you want. So, Joe, when we talk about legalism... Why don't we first talk about what it isn't? 
Yeah, I think that's a good idea um, because you know a lot of people. I think we we get legalism wrong. I think in fact we were called legalists. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah I think. Go ahead. We, 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 we were called legalists um, around Christmas time because we were saying, "Hey, churches shouldn't cancel their their worship services." where the word is preached and the ordinances are administered, they shouldn't cancel that because a holiday also happens to happen on the same day. We should maintain that because God has commanded us to gather together on the Lord's day, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people called us, well, not a lot, a few people no. called us legalists. Just a couple. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to think of how many because you said a lot. And I was like, I don't yeah. know if it was a lot. No, it was, it was, like, it was a few. We, I mean, we, got, we definitely got pushback. And we definitely got yeah. some people, I think, that... I felt anyways, uh, were maybe a little passive aggressive. Like they wouldn't just come out and just go at yeah, you. But I think they were some, like, we actually got a lot of pushback. And a couple a of, of calls. And some people were good about it. Yeah. Some people were, were helpful. And then some people were just like, and I mean, I felt, how do you word it? Like you kind of learn over time, especially in the ministry, like to have a thick skin. Right. People are going to disagree with you and that's okay. But what I, I never really, what I don't appreciate personally is questioning my motives. Right. So, you know, questioning that I'm being arrogant or that I'm ignorant, you know, or that I'm just trying to. Because Jimmy is never arrogant down. and he is never ignorant. Thank you. I am the smartest <laughs> person around um, and I know everything. Sorry, I lost my thought. Thank you for. So for what we were talking me. about? You were just saying how. No, I just don't appreciate that kind of stuff when yeah. people do that, and that's what. And then when they throw words at you like you are a legalist, it's like all right, and they do it in the form of isn't that legalistic? Isn't that legal? They, yeah, you do it in such a passive, aggressive yeah. way of life. Again, like some some people might have you know fine motives, other people might not. Um, so legalism, let's just establish. Let's talk something about what here. it's not because legalism I think that's is important. is it is not uh, doing what God commands you to do. And and expecting or calling other Christians to do what God has commanded us to do. So give us an example of that, Joe, because I think that's important. Because in this day and age, we don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told. I don't know. You do. Not. Hey, what? <laughs> Come on. You do not. How often have we had our conversations about that? I don't know. I don't remember. Hey, Joe, let's go ahead and take care of this. Uh, it'd be a good thing. We should probably go like that. Dang, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I got time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I think they really want us to take care of this. It'd you got to really make good. me think it's my idea. And that's what I've started doing. See? The podcast, I had that idea. I thought that was my idea. I had that idea a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to kind of like work you into it. Then finally, Joe calls and says, hey, man. I've got this great idea. got this great idea. I just need to know, are you moving anywhere? Are you leaving? Yeah, Remember I'm that moving. conversation? Yeah, of course I do. I love you. Because I had three other people on the backup. I got it. Wait, you what? Know. What? Who's in the backup? Oh, geez, man. There's a little, yeah, like okay. really heavy hitters. Pat? No, I, I'm thinking. I, listen, the Pat was number four. No, all right, yeah. Pat was number four. Who was no, who was after me then? Right, right after you. Yeah, and really, he would have been before you if he was local. Are you talking about Steve McCoy? Steve McCoy is number no! one. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make me happy because now num- Steve's number moving two back was here. Jason Halopoulos. You wait a second. You and, were going to have the Halopoulos on before me, and then number three was um, Nick Batzig. That one I get. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I get Steve. I get Nick. See how we got? Why well, you got all messed all up right. here? So okay, it it, it's not obedience. You're the one that's derailing us. People hate that. People they, they all they want is just boring talk about 
stuff. Well, then um, there's other podcasts uh, that have a lot of boring stuff. So he, here's the thing on legalism. It is not um, obedience to God's commands. It is not the encouragement or the call for God's people to obey God's commands. That is not what it is. Are you recording video right now? Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. Why you just right, stop it's it? fine, it's fine, it's fine. Go. So that's not what it is. It's not critique, it's yeah. not criticism, it's not disagreement. Yeah. Legalism is not obedience or the expectation of obedience to God's revealed will. That's not that's what it isn't. Yeah. But when we talk about what it is, there's a couple of different ways in which we can talk about it. There's a formal kind of legalism yep. uh, and an informal kind of legalism. So then how would you when when we talk about formal legalism, are you talking about the idea of like uh, kind of justification by works. Like yeah. As far as your salvation goes, uh, your right standing before God goes. Exactly. It is, it is that um, my peace with God, my yep. relationship with God is built upon, and, and we'll be fair here, it's built upon God's grace and it's built upon my works, my efforts. So I cannot be made right with God. I cannot experience peace with God. Uh, unless my efforts are enough and complement or work with yeah. God's grace. So it's, yeah, it's works-based salvation, and it's, it's, it's the dominant way in which legalism is talked about. Most people that are you know, theologically familiar with these terms and have, a, have some biblical familiarity, they, they know that legalism means that God accepts me based on how I perform or how, yeah. how good I am. Yeah. Um, and how, it, much I, how much I pray, how much I read, how many times I go to community group or discipleship group or yeah. show up on Sunday morning or the, the tithe or how much I serve. Yeah. And, you know, there's, it's, you know, it's not just a theological quirk. It's the kind of a thing that has really bad implications for us on the level of experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I would think in the way of uh, if, I feel like I'm not doing enough, then I start to feel that God does not love me anymore or he does not love yeah. me as he used to based upon how I have acted today. Yeah. I would also talk about even salvation later on down the line, how the, the, the ultimate conclusion of that is uh, if I don't act good enough, God will no longer love me enough to save me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it impacts your assurance yep. before God. It, uh, it can lead to pride for those who are short-sighted yeah. and only see how good they think they are, lead to despair in those who see that their righteousness is still pretty cruddy. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and it, it can lead to, or it can just maintain a faith that is not real at all, because you are really trusting in your works and not in Jesus. Yeah. So there's a lot of problems with this formal legalism that is out there, and it's in different religions, but it, you know, it kind of finds its way into... Um, evangelical or orthodox churches as well, but in an informal way. So informal, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I, like so formal legalism is I'm I'm justified or, or saved by God through His goodness and mercy and my works. Yeah. Informal legalism is the Pharisaical uh, practice of. Um, inventing laws and commands and traditions and expecting other people to keep them, binding the consciences of other people who are um, um, who may not even share your views, but you're, you're pressing them on them. I mean, informal legalism is simply adding to the commands of God mm -hmm. and expecting God's people uh, to 
uh, to keep them as if they were the commands of God. So just, yeah, extra biblical commandments, like uh, no alcohol. Sure, we've talked about that before. So No tobacco. Yep, I think that would be one that would fall no into that. No movies. Sure. Yeah. No dancing. No dancing. No tattoos. No tattoos. No goatees. Well, there shouldn't be a goatees. Why? Or, What's wrong with goatees? Maybe in 1994, but what? not now. No, goatees are still, uh, it's still a thing. Not really. Yeah, well, in that, in that you know way you're thinking go- is, okay. if you're thinking that way, then no uh, uh, yeah. party in the front, or party yeah, in the no back. no mullets. What now? Of mullets. course That's not. That's what it's called. I forgot the name. Mullets are terrible. What's wrong with mullets? Oh, they're so bad. Eli's got a mullet. No, he doesn't. Oh, that kid's hair is disgusting. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> that boy ain't got no mullet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you think about... Um, you know the expectations that that the Pharisees were placing upon people. They they really wanted to um, focus on this concept of moral purity, mm-hmm. uh, religious purity, so much that uh, that they were very careful in their public performances of religion, but their hearts were still unclean. They 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 weren't trusting in in God, and this this finds its way, kind of weeds its way into Orthodox churches, otherwise Orthodox churches. Um, in like so, like for example, I know you gave like the no smoke, smoking, yeah, no yeah, drinking yeah. kind of a thing, but how does this show up in in otherwise good churches? I mean, what does it look like? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think attendance is one of those things. And I mean, I think the Bible does talk about do not neglect gathering together. But I'm talking about like if people, you know, are providentially hindered, um, there's still that there's no grace in that. There's no there's no like, hey, all right, you couldn't make it. I get it. You know, like it, it, when you're keeping when you're having attendance and you're keeping tabs for the sake of having attendance and keeping tabs to see who really loves Jesus enough right. to show up. That to me is an issue. Yeah, and it's something that 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 you mentioned earlier uh, when we were just chatting about this. You had said that um, that there is this tendency for some people to focus on the law, yeah, so much that that the gospel is just not really a part of it. It's they're they're it's a kind of legalism. It's a soft legalism, yeah, where it, they're not adding to the law. They don't think the law justifies them, but they're so dialed in on it that they've they've disconnected it from the gospel. And as Christians, that's absolutely necessary for us. That's right. And so, yeah, I think you know when people um, are using the commands of God to uh, to guilt and shame people into measuring up to some standard that they've arbitrarily set is is definitely one of the ways it happens. Uh, you know, you see it in um, maybe the the way people dress. Yeah, uh, in certain churches that are otherwise, you know, the gospel believing churches. Yeah. Um, I, there's and a it could be like, and it could be like this unspoken thing, right? No one really says it, but you kind of know what that standard is. I mean, there was a like even for us, there was a church in Canada, and I have to go speak at at all these churches. And there's one church that was definitely they had some standard. Um but they wouldn't say it, you know, where the ladies had to wear all the, all the ladies had to wear dresses. All the guys had to wear suits. Ladies also had to have some sort of head covering. And so Michelle and I, you know, Michelle goes in with jeans, no head covering, you know, and I'm wearing jeans. And I mean, they had at the door, some head coverings for people, <laughs> you know, um, it's good. It's nice. Kept, it's very kind of them to provide that. Well, they're like, Hey, would you like this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> how many people have wore that thing? Uh, uh-uh. uh, 
Yeah, I, th- I think the, you know, the danger in formal legalism is, is, is pretty evident, right? You're yeah. not trusting in the grace of God. Um, but what's the danger with informal legalism? What's the problem? You don't believe that God's grace is enough. Explain. Well, because, it, because what you're saying is it's not just God's grace, but it's God's grace along with this action or along with this obedience of some kind that is going to merit God's favor. So in one case, you know, like you said, it's, it's trying to get God's grace. The other one is saying God's grace is just not enough. Yeah, or you've got to maintain it by That's these it. things. Right, yep. right, right. So if, if like, let's, let's just kind of talk about some, some other, you know, practical implications here. If, 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 if we are allowing... Um, informal legalism, like the mm-hmm. adding to God's laws and uh, binding men's or women's consciences yeah. with these things, what what are the consequences? I mean, like in the life of a person, um, it, it it at the very least um, it takes them away not only from the gospel as their hope, yeah. but it takes them away from the law of God as the godly rule for living. Because they're not, they're not even seeing the law anymore for yeah. what it is. They're looking at a secondary law that yes. was invented by some dude uh, for his own purposes. Um, and we've seen people come from these kinds of churches yep. into Redeemer where they are beaten down, they are hurt, they have been, their consciences have been so bound that they, um, they, they just need to drink some gospel water. They're mm. really thirsty for it. And... They they get here and they're still kind of shell shocked and freaked out. Like, why? Like, why aren't you beating me up? Why, wh- why aren't or, you yelling at me? Or, and then they'll have these flashbacks. They'll see somebody passing the offering plate wearing jeans, and they're like, "Whoa, what's that guy doing there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, that's kind of weird." So um, there, yeah, there's that sense. There's that jaded. It, they, so it's not just. But I also think then there's. Uh, the, so they don't see the uh, the law for how good it is because there's a secondary law. But I also think then uh, coming out of that, they re- I think for some people, they begin to reject the law and they swing the pendulum right. the other way. Yeah, you're right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they, they don't begin to see the law as good. Um, they don't see it as necessary. They don't see it as loving. They don't see it as this boundary that is meant for our safety and our health. Right. Right, it it shows us how we're supposed to live. Yep. It shows us that we don't live that way. It shows us that we need Jesus. And when you have Jesus, then the law is your friend. It's no longer your foe. It just... What do you mean? What do you mean, foe? What are you talking about? You're no foe longer foe. your foe foe? It's no longer your foe foe. No that longer is, your foe foe? That is my enemy. What are you pointing at me for? You're sending me a message? Don't wait. Why are you, you doing? Why are you message? ruining? Why are you ruining the magic what are you of, doing of podcasting? Here? Let's see here. I had a question. I had a question. I thought oh, maybe this would be a good moment to bring. By that the up. way, Jimmy has never done this. He has never sent me a text during a podcast because I didn't want to say it. I was. Why thinking, did you just say it? third use of the law? That's I want you to go ahead and lead it because you're you are such a okay. a renowned All right. theologian All right. that, and author and okay. pastor that people are asking you to sign yeah. their the right. books okay i mean i i felt like this was a good all right let me just get to it then okay please sir uh, okay bestow upon us this wisdom third use of the law the reform tradition there are three uses yeah, of the yeah. law one it is um a uh, a rule 
that, or it is, let me put it this way, it restrains uh, wickedness uh, through the threat of punishment. Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, a secondary use of the law is that it is a tutor, a trainer. It leads us to Jesus by showing us our corruption and our sin. You do not keep the law. It's one of its uses. You see the Ten Commandments, you should recognize uh, that's not me. Yeah. The third use of the law is that it remains a godly rule for living. It is still valid. It is still good. It is um, something that we should keep, not to keep our salvation, yeah. but to walk in the ways that delights the Lord and to reflect Him and enjoy Him in all that we do. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the third use of the law. Yeah. Yeah. So legalism is not saying that the third use of the law is important. Legalism is either believing that your obedience to that law is what earns you your place next to God or your place in heaven, or it is adding to those laws that God has given us man-made inventions or woman-made inventions, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and expecting people to adhere to those. Um, both are dangerous for our souls because yeah. both lead us away from uh, the gospel and from the law of God in its proper function. That's ultimately why it matters. And so the cure for legalism mm, then, if this yeah. is what we're talking about, the cure for legalism then is what, Jimmy? Law keeping? Better? Like just do, yeah, do, it, do, do, it, do it real good? Do it more better. Do it more better. Do okay, it more I like better. That. I like that. Uh, uh, the gospel. I mean, right? I mean that, that's the cure for, for legalism. That's a cure for pride. I mean, that's a cure for uh, understanding that the salvation is a gift of God by grace alone. Right. It, if, if we were to um, say, well, what is legalism big picture that would summarize all of this? We might be able to say it is a misuse of the law of God and, uh, and a use of the law of God apart from the gospel. Uh, the gospel is the cure for legalism because uh, it is all forms of legalism at, at the very least have the potential to damn us. Right, they have the potential to, um, to either reveal what we are as unbelievers, mm -hmm. um, but not in any uh, helpful sense, or more likely, it can lead us to a place where uh, we are trusting in something other than the mercy of God. Absolutely. So, if we're saying that we the, the gospel is the cure, what do you mean by the gospel? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm talking about the salvation that is only found in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, a righteousness that we could not, at like this right standing that we could not obtain on our own, we are unable to on our own, that's only through the perfect obedience of Christ, his righteousness given to us. Right. And so why does that cure legalism? Why, why does that gospel... Because when you understand that it's only by grace... Then you're you live in this freedom of knowing it's not about my work. That now that doesn't say uh, go do whatever the heck you want because right. you've talked about that with the law, with the third use of the law. But it does give this freedom of knowing that salvation is is a gift. It's right. God choosing and electing uh, His people and. He will sustain, he will call them, he will sustain them, and ultimately he will glorify them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that's it. it uh, I'm thinking that, you know, it, it's the cure for um, 
legalism. You said because it frees us. So from what? From the condemnation of the law, the tyranny of the law. That's it. The, it saves us from the tyranny of artificial man-made religion. Yes. Uh, from the concepts of karma. Uh, it, it, it saves us from the heavy burden and yoke of law-keeping because Jesus is our law-keeper. So when we read in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, we have this, uh, this message of, of salvation that is all of grace, and it's the grace seen in the electing love of God. When you move over to Ephesians chapter 2, we have this, this beautiful depiction of God's grace coming into yeah. our lives, saving us, and we experience this by faith, not by our works, because of his mercy. Um, let me just read it. Maybe we can wrap up with this. Mm. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once formerly walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, mm. like the rest of mankind. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might be able to show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. Yeah. It is the gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, there's our salvation, mm -hmm. for good works, which flow out of our salvation, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Legalism is put to death by the gospel when it is believed, when That's it is right. heralded. And, you know, we're, we get frustrated with legalists and it's easy to make fun of legalism and to call people Pharisees and all of that. But really, we're, we're dealing with something very serious here, something yeah. that, that robs joy and yes. assurance and contentment. Uh, it's a gospel people. issue. Yeah, it is a gospel issue. So we've got to take this seriously. Um, I think the best thing that we can do is to have such a clear understanding of the gospel and to understand it in all of its facets that we can apply this grace to our hearts and our lives and our consciences, yeah. which will then uh, equip us to do the same for others. And as far as like those kind of resources, I know we joke about it and I know I joke, but I do think like, you know, what do you think about, I'm trying to think what resources do you think of uh, like note to self? You know, I mean, I know I'm not, I'm not trying to make a joke. I know I make jokes about that. Yeah. I, well, I think the books, like for this that um that are really good oh man i'm not prepared i think honestly the the, e <laughs> the easiest book one of the one of the sweet bo sweetest books that i read um was a gospel primer for christians um that's a really good book mm. by milton vincent it's a very small book it's a mix of um prose and poetry mm. it's really good um, but yeah, just gospel propositions grounded in scripture. Um, really, really good. Uh, th that, that would be uh, the easiest place to start. I think we'll yeah. have some others recommended in the show. And notes. I definitely think, I mean, note to self is one of those resources. I think that 
would be useful for people uh, that it are, uh, I guess, engaging in in kind of re, re not reaffirming, but falling back in love again with how the gospel applies to 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 you in every situation. What? All right. Uh, I don't like I don't like pimping my books. I know, I know yeah. that, but that's why. But I know I joke about it all the time. But this is actually the one time I'm like, eh, that that book works well here. This is the one time, the one time, the one I know time you don't Jimmy like it, thought my I... book would be worth mentioning. <laughs> um, oh, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Booklet, <laughs> his booklet. Yeah, I, I didn't even make fun of your book this time. Big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media. <laughs> He Note is our engineer, our editor. Amazon. He makes us com. sound good. Even when we're kind of boring like today, we you know what? Amazon we sound good. So um, definitely, um, if you need thing. any uh, work, audio, visual, or otherwise, he has a second uh, book. go to jbondmedia.com and check him out. If you would like to help us Three out here at the podcast, out here's this what you can year. do. You can head on over to Twitter Publishers. and follow us at Doc and Devo or Care Instagram at Doc and Devo. The life of the you can also go to the Facebook the slash Doctrine and Devotion. Be you can be our friend for there. Those three books. Lots of announcements going on. If you want to, you can go to our website to Moody and go to the contact us page and leave us any comments, any concerns, criticisms, Joe whatever you want, much time and we will get back that. to you if we they can. Are worth your time. We have fresh pre-order coming on every Monday, every Thursday, so check go it out. pre-order today. We'll talk to you later. Later. Later.